exciting news. Yes. It is launch week around these parts. So our Wayman Unlimited onboarding coaching program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Unlimited program is here to help you. Through our monthly onboarding coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow, but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all steady, about... Steady. Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being. By the way, also included in Wayman Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software, Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market. You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones. <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's right. If you are interested in joining Wayman Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th. Welcome to What Is It All For? A podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) 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 Starting a podcast, you know? Just had some shin injuries right before this. Some just some, sh- just some micro injuries. Some shin injuries. Yeah, you learned about micro injuries. I, uh, I stumbled across a tweet or something that was like, I'm not on Twitter, but eventually the good ones make their way to my sphere. Yeah. And um, it said something along the lines of like the idea of getting older and how you just start to accumulate micro injuries. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, I just swallowed my water too hard, yeah. or like. I brushed my was, I brushed my teeth wrong and injured my yeah, gums. Yeah, and this is like the day after I just adjusted myself on the couch and like tweaked my back. Yeah, and I was just like, "What? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just adjusted my position on the couch and and like." For those of you man. who are in your late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, the thing that just always boggles my mind is I distinctly remember the sounds like my my mom and my grandparents would make like getting up off of couches like, I'm like the grunts why do you always make noise when you get hard. up and now i catch myself i'm by myself and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what is not that arduous like maybe it, it is. is i don't know but it is. uh hello and welcome back to our mm-hmm. podcast thank you so much can i just say something real quick oh thank you so much to everybody who dealt with all those ads that oh. we had to do oh. I, we got to pay the bills this podcast bills. doesn't happen for free listen we have recording equipment we have a producer. We have a writer. The talent. We have an editor. Yeah. We have a publisher. We have a podcast content strategist. <laughs> All of those people have to get paid. By the way, they're us. <laughs> and uh, and so that's, you know, why we promoted our own thing last week for sure a couple did. episodes. And thank you for that. And welcome. For all of you who might be new Waymers listening. welcome Hello. to all of you new Waymers who joined us. It is just the best time of year when we get a new, just energy in the group yeah, and new people to learn about their businesses and how we can help them. It's my favorite thing. So am I allowed to say fresh Wayne blood? I don't think so. I wouldn't. As I was saying it. In your uh, mind, you were like, Ooh, fresh blood. And you're like, mm, 
No, no, I didn't. I didn't want to say fresh blood because that's very oh, graphic. That's it's graphic. Fresh Wayne blood. Which do you know what that is? Wayne blood. It's orange flavored, lightly orange zested cream cheese icing for the cinnamon rolls. What's up? That's What's up, cinnamon Wayne rollers? Blood is lightly orange zested cream. You, cream cheese frosting. Yeah. Your brain, it goes to places. And I'm not even the one who listens to, like, murder podcasts before bed. <laughs> First so of all, it should let's be you. not out anybody, okay? Um, oh, you've shared this many times before. Yeah, we, there's had... something deeply psychologically wrong with me. I, I, like, listen, The fact I get that you it. listen. But you're not alone by any means. Well, that's, we had folks that's that reached what's even out. more shocking. Yeah, we had folks that reached out when we shared this before Somebody on the podcast. Somebody needs to do that research project of, like, why? What is it about the type of person? Yeah. And I have very specific podcasts. There's only like one or two that I'll listen to. I don't like the ones that like make it overly like, like gory. I, I never got into the like comedy. Po- like, I don't know. I just like comedy murder podcasts. There's like comedy saying? murder. Podcasts. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. I don't uh, live in that no world. Judgment. Like I, you can have a dark sense of humor. I get it. But like there is something to the fact of like they're real people, these things. So I try really? to just yeah. listen to the ones that honor the victims of the situation. Um, what are your three buckets of podcast topics that you listen to? Okay. Personal growth. Yeah. Murder. Crime and or um, I'm really into this one podcast right now. It's called American Scandal. Okay. And it's sort of like these. Oh, I don't, I don't no, really. No, no, no. Excuse oh, okay. you. You All asked right. a question. So oh, now, I asked what the buckets were. I didn't want to know like the soliloquy about the podcast Do itself. you know who you're married to? Did you know I thought you were going to ask if I knew to? what a soliloquy was, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the difference between a soliloquy and a monologue? I know the difference between a synonym and an anonym. Antonym? Ant an Ant-Man. I know the difference between <laughs> cinnamon and an Ant-Man. <laughs> and they're different. And they and are you, different. Yeah. I'll tell you how. So so you have crime, you I have personal growth, and then what's the last one? Okay, you're going to let me finish my oh thought my here. Gosh. And I am sorry, but this is called a conversation, and you should try it sometime. It's not. No, it's not. Because I asked a question, and I'm getting an answer I don't want. I wanted just the buckets is all I wanted. Then don't ask the question. <laughs> but I wanted just the buckets. <laughs> Go on. This is what happens yeah. when you shinger me before the podcast, okay? You drop one iPhone 14, 13 on someone's shins. Oh, and a recording device. Yeah, a very heavy. That wasn't my fault, That's though. probably the weight of four to five seven, iPhones. That's seven Cinnabons is what that weighs. And my shins still hurt. But it's sharp. American Scandal is yes. about oh <laughs> <laughs> these couple of things that I kind of knew in the ether, like Watergate, the Watergate yeah, yeah, scandal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't know very much about it. I just sort of, what you pick up. Because, they're like American Scandals. Yeah, they're like a scandal in America. Yeah. Anyway, so that, I listen to that before bed sometimes. And then my third bucket would wow. have to be... What would it be? So you're just two buckets. I think you're, those are the two buckets. Two bucket. I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, honestly. I understand. My three buckets are online business stuff, uh-huh. kind of like SaaS focused, so right, software right. as a service, for those of you who don't know. Um, software social is one. Uh, Build your SaaS is mm-hmm. another one. Um, then I have movies. So I have a couple movie podcasts that I really like. Mm-hmm. So I hate it, but I love it. And then how did this get made? Those mm-hmm. are my two favorites. And then my last one's cooking. Mm-hmm. So I have Sporkful and I have Dave Chang show mm-hmm. and then there's like a couple others that like pop every once in a while. Mm-hmm. This is just my, my podcast bug is so I'm sure. It, it's yeah. always shifting. It, mine have not shifted for years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes you, li- I've, I've heard you before though. Sometimes you'll listen to like, um, like more current event stuff. Sometimes you'll listen to more, you know, like it yeah, has yeah. shifted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has um, cool. Thanks for sharing your podcast buckets and then You're that welcome. extra podcast story that no one cared about and we're going to get to hear. Um, 
Let's prambella. You want to prambella it? Let's do it. For those of you who don't know, we do a little segment at the beginning of these episodes that actually normally happens about six minutes ago, but we went on a cinnamon soliloquy. <laughs> and uh, we talk about our travels because we are traveling full time this year. That's We've right. been doing it since January. We have been to how many countries? Nine. Twelve. Uh, we have stayed We're not in sure. how many Airbnbs? Oh, over 30. We have visited how many different places that have cows? A couple. I mean, probably like 10. There's yeah. been so many cows. Yeah, we have seen a lot of cows. There been a lot of cows. Um, this just hit me the other day, and I'll share it with the listeners, but I, I had a realization in the shower mm. that since we left on this journey, yes. the second week of January of yes. this year, 2022, yes. we've not been in the same four walls for more than three weeks. Yeah. More than two weeks, really? Yes, we've been in places for more than two weeks, but never more than weeks, three yeah. weeks. Yeah, which is so wild to think about because, you know, I just keep thinking to myself, like, what happens in that third week? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the world opens I, up, man. The comfort, the, the comfort, really opens up in that third week, yeah. and it's you know, it's just been a, a different way to live, which is what we wanted. We just wanted to make ourselves uncomfortable. We wanted to have memories we would never forget. We wanted to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Like we, this is maybe a whole other podcast episode that we haven't talked about, but just this idea of enjoyment. Yeah. And I was thinking lately how, you know, sometimes it can feel incredibly indulgent and incredibly almost like guilt inducing sometimes to be like, you know, this year we basically took a step back kind of from our business and we said, let's just go into maintenance mode. Let's still obviously like be there for our Waymers and like give it our all. Gotta get that fresh Wayne blood flowing. <laughs> of <you> course. <laughs> and be present with our, our people. Yeah. But let's not try to work towards any like major growth it's efforts. It's not a growth year. It's not a growth year. Yeah. It's not a new project year. It's really a sort of step back and be present in your own life and enjoy yeah. the you the know, fruits. the fruits of what we've put in for the past many, many, many years. Yeah. And I don't feel like as a society, we're very good at No, because enjoyment. the only, the only, the only like societal enjoyment, especially in like the U S culture, cause that's what we grew up in is retirement. That's what you right. look forward to. It's like work, 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 work. And then maybe one day yeah. you'll be able to enjoy it. Exactly. And so, yeah, that was part of what this, this year was, was this experimenting with this idea of, you know, it's not a sabbatical year, but yeah. like it, sort of a half sabbatical, if you will. Yeah. A sabbata, a sabbat. Half, half sabbat. Half sabbat. Uh, anyway, so the Prambell section, now that we're nine minutes into this episode, <laughs> we haven't even talked about anything, is where we go over one of our travel adventures with you. And we've kind of gone in chronological order. So if you go back through every episode that we've recorded this year, you'll hear us talk about where we were like a couple weeks before. So a couple weeks ago, we were back in a familiar destination. We went to... Bally Bunyan. Bally Bunyan uh, is such a special little place on this earth. It's a beach town on the west coast of Ireland. Yep. And it is... So small. So small. One street. When you think of a, a small European town that has one street, this is it. It's exactly that. And it's amazing. It's so cute. It's so adorable. And what's really special about it is that it has these beaches. I don't know how many exactly. There's a couple. There's like, Nuns Beach. Yeah, there's maybe, Men's Beach. There's Women's it, Beach. I don't know. More than two. Yeah. At least two. Two beaches that jut up against these rugged cliffs that yeah. are just huge, like right raising out of the ocean. ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Great, great job. Words are yeah. hard. Water, salty water. And so you have this combination of these cliffs where the cliffs, cliffs meet the beach 
and it just feels really special and the people are so small town like yeah. kind and everyone knows everyone and our Airbnb host is like now our friend. And well, <laughs> and, and honestly, the best thing about Bally Bunyan is the Airbnb. So there are yeah. four homes, four that are on the beach. So you One drive, of the beaches. you drive down. I mean, there are, but all the other beaches, there's not a home on. Right. There. So these are, if you picture like, there's all these different little beach beach alcoves that you can like park and walk down to or whatever. None of them have homes except for one that has four and we were able to stay in an Airbnb on it. And it's just unbelievable. So when we stayed there earlier this year, we just fell in love. It may be our top Airbnb of the year. You'll have to find out in a future podcast episode when we actually go through and like think about all that. Uh, but it just, it's like you have these big windows. They look out on that salty water you were talking about. You see the cliffs that are emerging from that salty water. You see all the people playing on the beach with their doggos and their kids and just all kinds Mm -hmm. of things going on. And so that really, to me, made it such a magical place. But it was the first time this year we went back to a place we had been to Mm -hmm. and the familiarity, the comfort, the lack of having to like bring up Google maps once we were in our place. Like Mm. we knew where the grocery store was. We knew where the fitness center was. We knew where the hatch was. The hatch is a little coffee shop. The first reemergence of the feeling of home. Yeah. And there's something about, you know, purposefully embarking on a year where you're untethered to your home to now come back and and rediscover that feeling of home. And the hilarious part is like it's not our home. <laughs> of course, it's not our home, it's, but it's, but to get a glimpse yeah. of that feeling and to get excited about the next chapter of our lives and building a new home and having a new appreciation for what home means. Yeah. And that's I just can't even describe the feeling that I had being there. Even I was telling Jason, like walking through the house, there was like a familiar smell, Mm -hmm. like whatever the cleaning products or the, the laundry detergent or whatever those little smells are. It's so easy in our lives to take those little things for granted. And, um, I just had this like heightened sense of joy just from like those little things. Yeah. 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 And like you said, Siobhan, the host of the Airbnb, uh, met us for coffee. The plan (laughs) was once, but then when we finished the first little coffee meeting, she was like, do you guys just want to meet back up tomorrow again? So great. Uh, And we just were like, yes, absolutely. You're so wonderful. So we had two, uh, great days of just chatting with her. We had some true Irish weather. It rained for half of the trip that we were there, but we did not care at all. That was another thing. Meeting up with Siobhan the second day and having that great long conversation that was another thing that I noticed was it made me so hopeful for making friends Yeah, because I think a big, for those of you who are listening and unaware, Jason and I are moving. Yeah. We are moving to Portugal. Portugal. We've mentioned that in a previous episode and you know, one of my, I wouldn't say fears, but sort of like uncertainties at this point is making new friends. Yeah. Then the way that we're community, the way that we're different as people is like, I could probably live in like a hut by myself for the rest of my life and it would be fine. You need people interaction. Yeah. I'm very comfortable being alone, like very comfortable, but I, um, and, and I also, I have lots of wonderful people in my life virtually that I can keep up with, but I do know that life tends to be easier and richer and fuller when you do have, even if it's a close community, of support of people you can, you know, lean on and, and yeah. chat with and have fun with. So I, it is important to me to have like even a little circle in Portugal. And so having that coffee with Siobhan and becoming sort of fast friends with her and our limited interactions and just like our WhatsApping throughout the year and everything like that. Yeah. And just being able to touch on such deep things so quickly really made me hopeful for 
just find there. You can make friends all over the world. You really can. And you it's can find a beautiful people thing. Everywhere. Yeah. So we didn't do anything at Valley Bunyan except for we worked on uh, getting ready for the fall enrollment. Yep, which you heard us talk about. And, and getting and caught up on work and kind of decompressing after because the previous week was with Jason's family, and which was really fun. But obviously, for very, my little, very draining. My little introverted heart, I needed yeah. just some me time. So that's what that time was used for, and and then to mentally prepare. Because we were going to a different country, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah. So, and that was actually our last new country, which is the one after Bally Bunyan, which we will share with you. But that's kind of wild to think about. Our, we're, we, we're nearing the we have been end to of this chapter. Our last new country. Now we are traveling for the rest of the year, so our our travel schedule is a little bit just kind of weird for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but then we do get to move into our new home in about a month from now as of recording and publishing this episode, which is really cool. And we're going to do a whole series on YouTube of like that whole process. And we'll do some podcast apps about it too. So a lot more to come on our lives as they change into living in Portugal. A whole new chapter is beginning. Very excited. All right, let's get into the episode's topic here. Okay. So you came across this uh, this kind of idea... Yeah, let me intro this a little bit. Um, so uh, we just finished up our 14th flight of this year, if wow. you can believe that. It feels like a lot more than 14, if I'm being more. honest. Ryanair counts for three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So every Ryanair flight multiplied times three. Yeah. So we've done 26 flights. <laughs> it feels like more. But for those of you who don't know, you know, I am a person who at the top of this year would have described myself as having tremendous flight anxiety. Um, I've had it for many, many years. I mean... To the point where almost panic attack type status. Yeah. Um, flying is it was very, very difficult for me. And I have tried various things across the years. And it's not something that has necessarily like completely held me back. Obviously, I wouldn't have done this year if I really thought that it was like a phobia. But it's very difficult. And every time I get on a plane, it's difficult. Um, but finishing up our 14th flight, I've had probably four or five flights now in a row where I just feel really good. Yeah. Like I, they don't feel as difficult as they used to be at all. Like I'm talking taking the anxiety level from a nine down to like a four. Wow. Um, and that... I, I was pondering what is it that has allowed me to do that? And it's a lot of different things. But one of the things that came to the surface was this idea of repetition mm -hmm. and how powerful practice is. And it seems weird to think of flying on a plane as something that you practice. But with each flight, I have practiced my own toolkit of how to make that experience less anxiety inducing. And so then I got thinking about this idea of repetition and how it is so powerful and it can be applied to a lot of different things in business. And as I was simultaneously thinking about all of this, I came across this TEDx talk. Mm. Um, and this is the 20 hour rule, which I was not familiar with. Um, and so, you may not either as a listener. I wasn't when yeah, you brought and Jason to me. wasn't yeah. either. And it kind of, with, with the fact, sorry, real sure. quick, uh, Josh Kaufman, the author of this talk and uh, the rule. I think rule, he has a book as well that goes yeah, along with it. Could be my brother. Did you look at the photo of him? <laughs> yeah. We could be brothers. Yeah, the, I will put a link in the show notes <laughs> to his website so you can learn more about him. Honestly, separated at birth, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and so, yeah. So in the title of this podcast episode, The 20 Hour Rule, this is not a rule that we came up with. This is yep. this rule that I stumbled across from um, this author, Josh, Josh Kaufman. But what the rule refers to, and, and it, I definitely encourage you to go watch his TEDx talk. Which we'll link to. Which we'll link to. But it refers to, many of us have heard of this idea of the 10,000 hour rule. By Malcolm Gladwell. I don't think, 
I think Malcolm Gladwell in the book Outliers popularized it. It's not actually it's his, not his research. Rule. Got it. Well, that's a very interesting, like, classic thing yeah. of when someone talks about something a ton, yeah, exactly. you just attribute it to them. So, exactly. So yeah. I, I also, you know, recommend you find out who that original source is. But the point of of uh, Josh Kaufman's work is that he talks about this 10,000-hour rule, which, as popular, popularized in the book Outliers, is really this idea of, you know in order to get to this expert level mastery in anything, you have to log like 10,000 hours of practice. Right. Yep. And, well, that's actually the message that it kind of became like through the, through telephone, it became popularized right. that like to become an expert, you have to log 10,000 hours. What if it started at like 10 hours? Well, as it, <laughs> as it turns out, yeah. the, it's not actually that it's actually referring to, I think this commonality of people who get to the ultra performance level of like a highly competitive field. Yeah. The commonality is that they had logged at least 10,000 hours. So anyway, it's a slightly different, but anyway, so Josh, Josh Kaufman's work is about, okay, the, the, takeaway that people sort of bring from that 10,000 hours is like, oh, well, it takes 10,000 hours to become really good at something. And that's like, I think he said something like five years of a full-time job, which is just really a, a wild amount of time, right? And I think sometimes that becomes a barrier in people's minds about how long it would take to get good at something. But he started to look at the learning curve and we all can picture a learning curve and we all know that it's, it's learning curves are pretty steep, meaning you go from being completely inept at something yeah. to being relatively capable of doing it with a, with a relatively short amount of time of practice. And what happens with a learning curve is it actually kind of tapers off. So you, you have this steep rise in, in capability for putting in not that much time. And then it sort of tapers off and like you only get incremental gains the more you practice, right? I'm, for some reason, when I was thinking of this, thought about, remember when we got really into Tetris 99? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On and Nintendo so Switch. Jason and I, two years ago during the pandemic, got really into Tetris 99. Yeah. And when we started, it was going so fast that we were just like completely inept at well, it. Well, here, let's uh, give a quick overview for those of you who did not play because I think it does help to like paint the picture. So essentially, there are like 99 people playing Tetris at one time. You're all playing a game of Tetris and you're sending blocks to other people as you create lines, if you know the game Tetris. And the goal is that you're the last person standing and you win. Now, the thing about it is there are so many people who are way better at Tetris than you who play this game. We could never get a number one. Like we could not be the last person standing for months. No. So no, no, I'm just saying like, I'm just, I'm just sharing like the game itself. That's all. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how long it took us, but the yeah. point that I was trying to make with Tetris 99 is that we went from like literally not even being able to play on the board because people were just like sending us lines and yeah. it would go, it would get up to the top where we just were off the like, board. We would be in the game for like a minute and a half. Exactly. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything. Yeah. And with just like a couple of hours invested in this game, suddenly it's like you learn a couple of things. You learn how to do a little T-spin, which is like a very critical skill in the game. <laughs> yeah. You learn, the, you get a better uh, handle of the controls. Yeah. And pretty soon, like now we can actually play the game, right? But then like way down the road when we had logged all these hours, we're actually not getting that much incremental gains for each hour played because we've really topped off at the, the crucial skills in order to play the game, right? Well, and I think what happens too, and it's kind of like, uh, again, why I wanted to explain a little bit more of the Tetris 99 thing is like, when we played enough hours of the game that we finally got a number one in it, and I know for me, it was like, oh, okay, 
I don't have to like stress about getting better or faster. I've done the thing I wanted to do. So at that point, like I never really got any better as I continued to play. I just had reached being good enough to be able to win the game. Sure. And so what I, the point that I wanted to make there was, I think this is very interesting akin to any skill in business that you hone, anything that you're doing. Like if you want to edit YouTube videos, it's like, you need to learn how to use Final Cut Pro, iMovie, DaVinci Resolve, Adobe Premiere, whatever, but you don't need to get to like professional video editor status. You just need to get to the top of the curve where you're like, oh, I can edit a video and not be like stressed out exactly. about it. Exactly. And so that brings me to Josh Kaufman's work, which is he basically like through his own research discovered that pretty much the time it takes to go from being completely inept at something to being pretty good is 20 hours. Yeah. Like you can go, you would be astounded at like any skill, drawing or painting Tetris or 99. Tetris 99 or anything, how you can go from being, I am not good at this to I'm pretty capable. Yeah. And, and he figured out it's like about 20 hours. And so I just think this is such an interesting revelation because again, for people who just like think of the 10,000 hours and they just think, well, there's no chance I'm going to even be good. But it's like, you can go from like not knowing how to play guitar to like being able to maybe play a song definitely in 20 hours. Yeah. Now there's some caveats. Like I think, and he talks about this in his talk where it's like, it takes intentional practice. It takes being able to, you can't just like log the hours and not look up how to play guitar, right? Like you have to go in with a plan. You have to know what does it look like to be good at this thing? You have to be able to get into the resources. But I just thought, what an unlock for people because there are so many people who have not undertaken learning the thing with their own business because they think it's just impossible. Like, yeah. uh, like I don't know how to create a website or I don't know how to set up a newsletter and set up a MailChimp account and set up tags. Like, I don't know these things. And you can very easily convince yourself that it's just impossible Instead of flipping the mindset and going, oh my God, if I just got on the other side of the 20 hours that it takes to learn this thing, I would have my website done. I would have a newsletter up and running. One of the things that this makes me think about, um, you have a note here that it's about 45 minutes a day for a month, roughly, Mm -hmm. to like meet that 20 hour rule. Um, just really quickly, cause really what I'm here for in this episode is just like the asides and the things. And then like, you can correct me if you like them or if you don't, um, <laughs> Tetris 99 got a little squirrely, but we made it through. Um, <laughs> back when idea. I was playing basketball in high school, this is gonna, it's gonna matter. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> I, I just played by myself. So like I picked up a basketball at age like 15 and just like shot hoops in my driveway. I didn't have anybody to tell me my form was mm-hmm. bad. I didn't have anybody to tell me like how to dribble. Mm-hmm. I would just like watch a, a game of basketball on TV or on a VHS tape because that's how long ago it was. And then I would go out in the driveway and try and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I really did not get much better. Then fast forward to like, um, I tried out for the basketball team and they had like some practices that you could do like ahead of tryouts. And someone literally told me like, oh, here's your shooting form you need to fix. So then I was spending like an hour with someone who's telling me how to shoot the ball. And I got so much better, so much faster because someone was giving me the right tools and tips to do it. Fast forward to then even further forward, I started playing basketball with people who were like way better than me, Mm -hmm. but that I could be around and like have this like, oh, I'm motivated to be as good as these people are. And I got to be as good as they were. And it's this very interesting thing where I think in the online business space, it's the same thing. Like you can sit at your computer and go, 
I am going to teach myself how to use Squarespace. Let's just throw that out there because it's a very easy one. You could sit there and try and figure it out, but don't look up a single YouTube video, nothing like just like you're just trying to figure out. It's very difficult. But then watch a couple YouTube videos and you go, oh, that's how you like move the box around and do these things. Okay, that's great. Then you could join like a Squarespace group where everyone's sharing like their advanced tips, their things, how quickly they set up layouts, what templates they use. And then you're like up leveling again, mm -hmm. right? And so I think what's really interesting about this 20 hour rule to think about is like, Yes, you could do 20 hours by yourself, mm -hmm. but I think there's something really interesting to think about, like how can you invest the 20 hours alongside a resource that will mm -hmm. help you? And then maybe you've already done that. Maybe it's time to like up level. And I don't mean that in like a, you have to like make more money and do that, but it's like advance your learning into an area where you might push yourself a little bit further in the 20 hours, but it might get you further because you're in the right, right place. Well, something that I think he talks about is also a crucial part of that 20 hour investment is being able to kind of self critique and know when you like need, need yeah. to up-level the skill or whatever. And so whatever resources are going to allow you to be able to do that, um, but that's a crucial part of it. It has to be this intentional practice, yeah. um, which I think is an interesting element to it. And just to relate it back to my flight thing, which I know is not probably an example that he had ever thought of, but I do think of every flight, I think of it as intentional practice. And so what do I, I say to myself and I go, okay, here's my toolkit of things to like lower my anxiety during takeoff is really like when we're on the tarmac and then takeoff, that's like my, the highest anxiety for yeah. me. And so I have my little like meditative state that I try to go into and I, I have a playlist that I listen to and I was just reminiscing on the fact that at the beginning of this year, I had one song in that playlist that was sort of like the gateway song that got me into the meditative state to be able to like keep my breathing you know, and so I'll practice my breathing and I'll practice this meditative state and I'll practice surrendering to the experience and that lowers my anxiety and, and I have an overall better experience. But then I got to this place where through practice and intentional practice, I thought, okay, now I'm going to try take off without just that one song, like any song on the playlist. Yeah. And then the next, and then I got, I sort of like mastered that. And then I was like, okay, what if I am not even listening to the song at all? What if it's just the breathing? And so that to me is an example of I'm doing intentional practice and through repetition, I'm able to actually change my ability and my skill with being able to stay grounded and, and calm in something that's a very anxiety inducing situation. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I think there really is something to this idea of repetition. And I think there is something also to this notion of empowering yourself by focusing on the input rather than the outcome. The thing that I love about this 20 hour rule thing is that it allows you to focus on your, what you can control, exactly. which is what you put into learning a new skill. Yeah. So it's like, so often we think of, you know, Oh, I want to create the viral TikTok video or whatever. You can't control that. Exactly. But what you can control is your skill level at being able to put together a short form video. And if you think about it in this container of 20 hours, you identify a skill that you want to acquire and you put together a schedule of intentional practice and repetition for yourself. 
that allows you to control what you can control, which is the input of your time and the input of your focus. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just want to give you credit for getting better at flying because I know it's been such a difficult thing this year. Um, we're just going to have to keep flying though, because know, we I don't thought, want this to wear off. <laughs> I know. I thought this to myself too. I'm like, I, I don't want to get out of practice. It's like now. if I went and shot a basketball right now, I haven't shot a basketball in like four years. It's just going to be air balls all day. You know, I mean, like I haven't, I would like to test that. That I think would be our, my next level right. of testing is like, if we don't travel for like three months, once we're done with this, with our last flight this year, yeah. then that first flight back will be a cool test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's very interesting. Uh, the input part of it. And I think the other part of it that I really like, I just wanted to come back to is this idea of like 45 minutes a day for a month. Everybody has 45 minutes a day somewhere to focus. And I think the, the key is like you just said in that 45 minutes, it's setting an intention of like, what do I want to do in this 45 minutes? Not like, what do I hope the end goal is at the end of these 20 hours that I'm like getting number ones at Tetris 99. Like, yes, that's why that's maybe the like deeper why of why you're doing something, but it's more about like in this 45 minutes, like what am I really trying to do here and mm-hmm. in this day? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like everybody who could, you know, f- kind of follow this path is to sit down and go, I'm starting in 45 minutes. What's my intention? Okay, this is my intention for the end of this. Let me figure out how to make that happen. And so whatever that thing is that you're working on, just every single day trying to chip away at it and not feeling like it's this huge 10,000 hours for five years. You're never going to really get there because who has the time to do that? Exactly. I'm down for any mental model that takes something that you thought was impossible and makes it more possible. And that's what I think this rule does, which is why I thought it was worth sharing because that's what it did for me is it really opened my mind up to go, oh, well... What are the, what are some things on my list that I want to apply this twenty hour rule towards? And could I go from being told knowing nothing to, yeah. to knowing something? Yeah, and on it's, five things that'd and be I, cool. And I think that's the other thing, right? It's like our I think our entire at least like the society that we exist in, especially in the online business space, it's about this idea of like mastery. Like mm-hmm. you have to be like a notion master and you have to be an expert at Squarespace mm-hmm. and you have to be a, a guru at online marketing. It's like, how about you just be a good enougher, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, just get good enough at writing email newsletters that people want to open them from you every week. Just get good enough at creating Instagram content that people enjoy getting your stuff maybe in their feed if it shows up. Just get good enough at all of these skills that you feel confident in them. It's like back to the YouTube like video editing thing that I was talking about. You don't need to be a film level editor to succeed at making YouTube videos. You just need to feel confident in using uh, an editing uh, app and be able to publish the videos. That's exactly, it. Exactly, because I think of how many people listening right now have the thing that they want to do, but they're holding themselves back because they're living in the 10,000 hour expert world yeah. instead of the 20 hour good enough world. Exactly. And that's all I want this to do is give somebody out there permission permission and you know confidence that it's it doesn't take that much that it is possible and that you can take a step forward in acquiring that skill or doing that thing or working towards that goal um and that it's more attainable than you think it is yeah uh do we want to leave someone with a little bit of a audience participation moment here and ask if there was a skill that you wanted to get better at or one thing you've wanted to accomplish that maybe you've been feeling a little held back on Like, what is that thing? Mm -hmm. What is the thing you want to spend 20 hours getting better at? And be specific and and have it not be like a, I want to make viral TikTok videos, but it's like, 
I want to get good at short form vertical video. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the skill that I want to learn in 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to send us an email, hello at Wandering Aimfully. It'd Tell be us fun what you're working on. To receive some of those. Is there something that you would want to do uh, in a 20 hours? Mm, what do I want? Well, I think the most um, top of mind one that I'm going to apply this mindset to is learning Portuguese. Yeah. Because I think the idea of learning Portuguese feels like such a big totally. thing and like, Oh, I'll never be fluent. And Everyone funny. says it's difficult. And I'm like, yeah, but, and so it's, I can already tell that I'm avoiding cause this, like I have a little thing on my calendar to do my app and stuff and I'm kind yeah. of avoiding it cause it just feels too big. Yeah. But I wonder, I'm going to start thinking about what's the version of me being por- conversational in Portuguese. Yeah. Where do I think I could be in 20 hours as opposed to 10,000? And also, I think it would be really interesting to look back on, right? Like, if we Mm -hmm. applied this rule to learning a language, like, yes, absolutely no one's going to become fluent in a language in 20 hours. Absolutely not. But, like, how far along could you get? Yeah, like, could I go from, you know, not being able to converse to having a conversation with a a server at a restaurant, you know? Right, exactly. Um, Mine, what I'm going to do, thank you so much for asking... For the first time in our lives, we are going to have, well, it's actually not the first time, but it's the first time that it feels doable. We're going to have a pool. Yeah. I'd like to learn how to swim, like, in, like, a comfortable way. Like, I can swim right now. Interesting. Not, it's not like I can't swim. Like, I could swim freestyle. I can swim breaststroke. But you I can know swim that you're backstroke. not technically swimming well. Not at all. Because I'm also gasping for air <laughs> at, like, all things. I also don't wear goggles. And, like, that would really help. But that's part of it, right? It's like mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know in the right. world of, like, comfortable swimming. You're like, how swimming. much better could I be at swimming in 20 hours? And, it, and that's the thing, right? Like, I'm not going to try to be Michael Phelps. I'm not interested. I'm not trying to do it for any type of, like speed in lap times. I just want to be able to swim comfortably Mm -hmm. as a good form of exercise as I get older that Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to be able to lift weights forever. Mm -hmm. And that's like the only form of exercise that I normally do besides walking. Mm -hmm. And because we're going to have a pool for, I don't know how long I'd like to take advantage of it and like get in the pool every day and swim and like be a confident swimmer. And maybe I can do that in 20 hours, but we'll find out. So I think that's the thing I want to try. Also, our pool is very small. <laughs> it's I was not as small. You trying to do laps. It's not as small as our tiny pool that we no, had when we lived in California. A that bigger. you cannot do a lap it's in. Three tiny pools long. Yeah, it, there's short laps, but and I'm also very long, so it's not going to be very much. But do it's, you think how many um, full strokes? Full strokes three. I think five. I don't think five. Oh, uh, we'll find out. We'll, we'll report. You forget how long your wingspan is. We'll too. report back. Maybe I'll just like cheat it and do like cheat little it. short ones. <laughs> It's like a little T-Rex uh, freestyle. So uh, we'll see. I don't even know where to look to like learn that. I'm sure there are YouTube videos and things, but we'll find out. I have heard of the internet, and I think yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can find a couple of things yeah. these but days. But that's a good example, right, of like anybody who's trying to learn, learn any skill whatsoever. It feels super overwhelming because you're like, I don't where even know what even it is. It's exist? like, just start looking. It's like, trust me, it you're exists. You're going to find some stuff. Totally. All right, so feel free to send us the one skill that you want to get better at in your life in, the, in 20 hours, and we'll report back on ours as we work on them, me as it becomes uh, swimming, you as it becomes learning Portuguese, so that you can order all of the cinnamon rolls at the restaurants that I want to go to. Very important. Uh, and yeah, we appreciate uh, you all listening to our pod. Hope you got something out of this one. This is a fun little rule that you learned. I didn't know about it before we started recording, me so it's a fun thing for oh, me Oh, by to... the way, the TEDx talk that I stumbled across, 2013. Nice. Yeah. Pretty solid. Which when was just... your TEDx talk? You have a TEDx talk out there. Don't, was yours? don't throw that out there. Was it 2014? I think it's 2014. Let's nice. not, don't look for that. I have two. 
Thanks for uh, bringing that up. Isn't that wild? That's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're both not very good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I got a second try. They're like, oh, the first one wasn't great. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We love your faces. For all you new Waymers, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we'll be back next week. Have a great day.